back at the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bill Kasky, Brian Neal. Welcome back, Brian. Hey. Thanks. Where did I go? Oh, you weren't anywhere. I wasn't gone. I was in here. Cincinnati I was last night. I saw my, that. With my friends at uh, TP Mechanical. Uh, Scott TP and I went to the game. And uh, I love baseball. On a night, it was like 65 degrees, beautiful stadium. We had awesome seats right behind the home plate. I mean, Scott has been around the Cincinnati Reds organization. He used to be a bat boy back, oh, in, the, that's back cool. in the big red machine days. That's cool. But there's baseball is just it, it's a great sport just to sit there and talk. But man, it it goes. A, this was a three and a half hour. It's game. long, isn't it? It went forever, and there the, and there was a lot of new pitchers. Uh, I think they had five or six new pitchers. Well, every time you have a new pitcher, it's it seems like thirty minutes of warm up. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, not quite as long as a cricket game, and you know we've got a lot of fans. <laughs> Of the oh, podcast that live outside of the United States, and cricket is their thing, and they go. Is it long? Oh my! It's days, days, and days, and days of sitting <laughs> days. outside. Days, cricket matches. Go for it. Would someone from Australia or India or the UK please give us a report, a full report on cricket? They can go for days. It's a very interesting game. Oh yeah. wow! And you know, Indianapolis, where we're headquartered, is trying to become the United States capital for cricket. Did you know this? No, I didn't this know This is one that. of Mayor Ballard's initiatives oh, really? to bring sport, the sport of cricket to be the United States capital of cricket to be here in Indianapolis. So well, you know from softball, kids softball and baseball, those yep. games can get out of hand and last for hours uh, ab- unless they absolutely. put the time limit on it. Yes. So cricket's perfect this yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, the, the, uh, I, I liken uh, little girls' softball to Ambien. <laughs> it's just enough to like put you to sleep and like yeah. sleepwalk around. So, all right. Well, I had a uh, uh, you know you've heard of the term backhanded compliment. I have heard that. Term. Well, I had a couple of situations here that I thought were kind of funny. My mother-in-law uh, got some flowers <laughs> from her granddaughter. Got it. And uh, we came over the other night to their house, but and... not your daughter. No, not no, okay. no, like right? Your daughter's cousin. Her, another, got it. Uh, Anyway, so we walked in, and, and my wife says, oh, her name is Sally, uh, Jane's mom. Uh, Sally, where'd you get the, these flowers? They're beautiful. Yeah. She said, yeah, they're, they're not bad for store-bought. <laughs> store-bought. As opposed to fresh-cut, like yeah, you go fresh out cut. into the well, wilderness and the pick garden. flowers. Yeah, well, because in Indiana, meant, it's a hotbed for tulips <clears throat> these days, right? I think she no, meant like CVS or that's Marsh funny. or whatever. Store-bought, yeah. But then I heard a song, uh, and I was we were laughing about that, and I heard a song, a country song, and I know you were kind of getting into country I'm trying, music. I'm trying. I, I need some help. I'm trying. Well, there was a country song that's popular. And I can't remember, I, this is terrible, I can't remember the, the artist or the song. But yep. inside the song, he's talking about how much he loves this girl, lady. Yep. And the line is, one minute with you is better than two without you. Okay. One minute with you is better than two without you. I got it. So, okay, that makes sense on the surface. But the more I thought about that, the more I thought, well... It's, uh, backwards, well, <laughs> Yeah, one minute with you is better than two without you. So is one minute with you better than one minute without you? Right, Are right, they right. Equal? No, I don't at think what, so. At what point does time without you become better than time with One minute with you is better. Yeah. But one minute with you versus ten without you? No way. That's not even yeah. close to better. It's like that scene in The Jerk where he's laying with his wife, Steve Martin, is, and, or with, with Bernadette Peters, and he's saying, yeah, the, the first day seemed like a day, but the second day seemed like three days. <laughs> yeah, and the fourth day right. seemed exactly like eight right. days. But the fifth day you were gone, so so that just seemed like a day. So we've known each other for seven days, but it 
seem like 15 days. It's a fantastic scene from The Jerk. Okay. All right. Topic today. We're doing mailbag, right? We are. We're reaching into the mailbag. We've got a lot of LinkedIn friends that uh, enter really good questions to us. We continue to do that. If you haven't been to LinkedIn group, by all means, go and visit us there, connect and join the group. And we're going to use a couple of these questions and talk about them today. Mm -hmm. I do have a shout out first. Oh, please. I forgot about that. Uh, Alex from Australia. He's a big fan, uh, young sales manager at a health food company in Melbourne called Forage Cereal. And uh, Brian and you are constantly making me a better sales professional. Thank you. Feel free to use all my details. However you see fit. However, he gave us no details. I so, think he is he's Alex. making himself a, a better salesperson by so listening. That's Take right. some credit, man. That's right. It's good. All right. First question. Yeah. First question. Can I use names here in these questions? We have, uh, let's just not, yeah, just know. in case. So well, yeah. this one comes from Terry L. Mm-hmm. Terry L. And you'll probably figure out where Terry L. is from or not from as I read his question. It says, uh, hi, Brian and Bill. Firstly, I'm loving your podcasts. I tend to listen to one in a morning whilst eating my cereal before getting ready to leave for the office. There's the giveaway. Probably not from the United States. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put my mind into a positive place, and that sets me up nicely for a day of sales. It's all about being in the right frame of mind. Not beautiful? Well said, Terry. Yeah, Very well said. So here's my question. I've been reading and hearing a lot about challengers recently. In fact, it's something that has been around a couple of years or so. Now, and there's a link to the Harvard Business blog that relates to this subject. And I think a couple of Harvard business professors wrote the book, The Challenger Sale, if I'm not mistaken. What is your take on why challengers are much more likely to be the top salespeople in an organization with an S? Another hint. And moreover... Do you agree they are now the future of new business sales? Are challengers the future of new business sales? And why are they likely to be the top salespeople in an organization? I'll say that properly <laughs> outside of the United States. So uh, well, we, we were the, joking the, about this. What is the premise there that they are the best? <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. It's Because the book actually analyzes different types. Oh, okay, okay. And it shows that the, the type that profile like challengers uh, actually outperform all the other types, which are relationship builders and things like that. Now, we, we were joking beforehand. Um, I graduated college in 1992, Bill, you in 1978. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the age of disco and grunge. And so we were going to go back there because we were going to comment on something uh, about a book that we haven't read yet, which we both <laughs> took tests, I think, before we read the books. Um, so we have not read the book, The Challenger Sale. And we had convinced ourselves back in college <laughs> it was actually better for us not to have read way, the book because it didn't better. clutter our minds. Totally. You, you think much more freely and more creatively when you don't read a book you're about to take a test on, <laughs> correct? Right. You can really put your own soul into it. That's so that's right. what we're doing here a little bit. Now, do you own the book? I actually own the book. I do not. I own the book. And uh, I was looking everywhere for it. You're saying owning the book is tantamount I own the book. It's reading. part of it. No, no, no. It's step one. Step one, step yeah, one right. right? And I couldn't find it anywhere when this came up. And uh, I was playing my piano in my front room the other day. And I had one of those moments where you just look and glance up at a place you never look. And we had like a stager come over and stage her house. And she put that book on the very top bookshelf by the bottom of our stairs. So now oh, I know so where it now is. now you know where it is. Step two, I'm going to get it down and open it. <laughs> so we know a little bit about it, though. So let's talk about, first of all, uh, what's our take on why challengers are more likely to be the top sales people? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Well, I'll, I'll take a stab at okay. it. I think uh, let's go back to the premise for the book. I think yeah. the premise for the book is that when you are selling something to, and it seems like this is more enterprise selling, a little bit larger, Can uh, be, complex yes. sales. Yes. 
that you have to br- you have to bring a certain amount of challenging nature to the to the process and challenge people on how they're thinking, challenge them on their perspective of the solution. Yes, that you're bringing uh, you're bringing expert positioning, as we would call it, to yep. the table, so that they don't see you just as yet another salesperson trying to hawk a product or service. They see you as a valuable component to the whole idea of how they're going to make this decision. So you're bringing value beyond the product you represent. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I, I think that's the premise. And, and I think we've been, I mean, I, I, people call us and, and they send emails and say, Hey, you, you guys are always talking about this and this is a book that supports you. Yeah. Um, and so we'll have to read it to find out truly, but, um, <laughs> but I think it does. I, I, I think though that if I, if I'm going to throw any, uh, cold water on it, it's sometimes that sounds good in theory, but are you going to be able to go into a VP of sales in a boardroom and say, I'm going to tell you guys exactly how to do it. And I know they would say, well, that's not exactly the way you do it, but still there's a certain amount of moxie yeah. and savviness and courage you have to have to be a challenger. And to me, that requires inner game work, Absolutely. which we talk a lot about. Absolutely. And that, that to me is the big sort of the missing without reading the book, but the people that I know and have been through the training and the part that is missing there is a platform a foundation of inner game that allows you to lean on it. Because to answer the direct question from Terry here, I think the reason those people outperform is because the in the in the mere nature of challenging someone, you're exuding the abundance and, yeah. and detachment and uh, confidence there. That you're not fearful of upsetting someone. You're not fearful of confrontation. And I think your intent is true because you're only going to challenge people, I hope, on things and items that you think are in their best interest yeah. and sincerely in their best interest and not just in their best interest and what you sell for mm-hmm. a living. So I think the the idea of challenging is supported by good, strong abundance and detachment and intent. If it's in there, if it's not in there, challenging becomes very, very risky. It is. Very, very risky. That can really blow up on you if you are um, not fulfilled inside on those three elements. And, you know, we talk here on the podcast a lot about how you say something is going to be as important as what you say. And if I'm going to challenge you that I think your thinking is all wrong on this uh, enterprise storage solution you're about to buy, if I just go in and tell and say that to you, you might take offense to that. No doubt. How you position, it's, it's the context. It's the keeping the prospect okay. Yeah. If you're not schooled at that stuff, you're gonna you're gonna get your you know what handed to you the instant you go in and start to. So I, I like the idea. I do like the idea. I think I think it. But I agree with you that it requires something that you're probably going to be good at anyway if what you're requiring, like that solid inner game, is Yes, yeah. I think it's an and. I think it's a great idea, and it needs more than what it comes with, if that makes sense. Uh, Okay, can I do the moreover? Yeah. Yeah, the moreover was, do you agree that they are now the future of new business sales? Is that the way it's going to go? I'll go. Can I go? Yeah, because I have no I think a version of this is the future. I think what you're finding now is that... Uh, intellectual knowledge is readily available through Google. So anything that you would put into a brochure or anything about specifications and pricing and approach and sometimes even process is now in the common domain. People can find it anywhere. So then the question is, if I can find all the information anywhere, all I'm left with is who's the cheapest, what kind of experience and value does a salesperson add? Mm -hmm. I think the value the salesperson adds is their ability to do critical thinking and apply critical thinking to a sales situation, which is what to me challenging is. Uh-huh. So I do think it is the future. I'm not sure it's the end all be all where it all stops, but there's no doubt a version of it is. Yeah. That's my two cents. Moreover. 
I'll have, uh, well, consequently, <laughs> I like these transitions. Uh, I answered a thread of a discussion the other day on the ASTD, American Society of Training and Development site, and it was yeah. about sales processes and methodologies. And the original post was, with all these sales processes out there, why is it that conversion rates really haven't moved much? You're still mm. closing 6 to 10% yeah. of the business. Yeah. And and I answered it, and I got basically no response. One person responded to me, but that was it. And all these big thinkers, obviously I'm not one because I got no response to it. <laughs> but w- what I said was, you know, tell an elite performer that they're going to sit in a room for a day or two, and it's going to be called sales training. We're going to work on sales process. Yeah, that is not that is not the thing that inspires an elite performer. What inspires no. an elite performer is working on themselves, working on communication skills. It is not sales process and sales methodologies. And I just oh, I got so I read this whole thread of all these people, and I'm thinking, is that really what makes a top performer a top performer that they have some kind of sales process that nobody yeah. else has? No, I mean we talk about the sales process. You need one, but is that really the thing that differentiates no. a million dollar producer from a no, no, not at all. What no. does? It's, it's about it's about mindset, right? It's inner game, and to me, it's also about innovation. It's about creating a, a, a way or a method a method to think differently, position differently, position differently. It's innovative that, that constantly moves. It's constantly changing and rolling like a wave. It just keeps rolling and rolling yep. and rolling. It never stops. It's not about getting one and saying, "Okay, this is it." Number from, two. Uh, yep. Okay, this is from Hiram. When yeah. it comes to maintaining a relationship with your current customers or prospects, everyone recommends having, quote, something interesting or something of value in hand before you call, unquote. Even though you're actually checking to make sure your product or service is still functioning properly and that no new issues have arisen, the prevailing sales philosophy is that you shouldn't use the phrase, just checking in, even when you're just checking in. <laughs> so what else do you use? Yes. Well, I, I would ask the question first here. Uh, are you just checking in? Is that your mentality? And that's where I think this thing starts because I do think that people think what they think they need to do is I need to check in with this guy, but I need to have something of value to check in right, with. Does right. that make sense? And so your mentality needs to shift first to say you're not in the checking in business. You're in the thinking business. And so as I look and think and listen to people and prospects, and I know some of the issues and pains and concerns they have about all sorts of things related or not related to my business, my radar is up to find things to feed them. And I've got to be wise and to see those connections. It's hard for people to do. I've got to be able to see that if we serve medium-sized businesses, let's say businesses in the 20 to $100 million range, they struggle with all sorts of things. They don't know how to best manage their health insurance. So if I read something that's related to health insurance, I'm going to send it over to him. Say, I ran across this. I thought of you. And that's what it is. I think you have to be careful not to have a check-in mentality and just cover it up with yeah. a valuable thing. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. It's, a new, don't have a, it's check a new way to check in. New way to in. think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Hiram is talking here, though, also about uh, it sounds like well, if I've sold you a, a piece of machinery and – and I want to check in to see if you're using it properly and how it's working. I think that's a, that is a check-in call. It's a call, different deal for sure. But that's a different yeah. deal. And I think yeah. then it's it's not just, hey, how's it going with the piece of equipment, Brian? It's, hey, it's been 90 days. You've got the equipment. It's in the field. Is it okay if I come and set up a one-hour uh, overview and just a feedback session to find out how your users are liking it? How, I mean, I think it's got to be something more formal than how's it, how's it working? Working yeah. okay? All yeah, right, great. Sure. Check. Yes, Correct. Yeah, it needs to be – You have to, and you have to think, you have to broaden your vision and perspective out to see these things. You have to see what other clients are doing and saying, oh, 
this other person's doing this over here, and that should prompt a call to the person who just bought the same thing and to say, hey, FYI, I just came from this other place. I don't know if you guys are doing this, but look, can I come over and tell you or show you what we're doing over here? Just so you can know it, it's a pretty cool thing that they're doing with this piece of equipment or whatever it is. You have to be open to those things and not just, hey, everything okay? Yeah, good, okay. That's good. Bring something valuable that, that is an idea or useful to them or perceived to be useful to them. Now, Brian, you know this, and many of our listeners are starting to learn this, but our app is now available for everybody. It used to be we charge for it. Now we don't. It's free for all comers. Go to the iTunes Store. It's the Advanced Selling Podcast app. And beginning the middle of October, those app users are going to get something very special called Hot Tip Thursday. Hot Tip it Thursday. It goes down the pipeline. In fact, we're sending it down to everybody over the next few weeks. Right. Every Thursday, check your Advanced Selling Podcast um, subscription, and there'll be a Hot Tip Thursday, a yep. hot tip there, one to two minutes of just something that we come up with that's useful. But beginning in the middle of October, it'll be only for app users. So make sure you go to the App Store, get your Advanced Selling Podcast app now, and you will be blessed with Hot Tip Thursday. Beautiful. Free every week. Hot Tip Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the advancedsellingpodcast.com if you'd like to uh, relive old episodes, which I know a lot of people do around this time of year. Uh-huh. And uh, go to our LinkedIn group, advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. Advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn takes you right to Beautiful. the group. Love it. See you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.